0: It'll be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable! Unbelievable! Unidentified flying an object! I want to believe Welcome to the I Wanna Believe Podcast. I'm Noamar Slevic. The town of Fitzburg, Maine, which sits at the west side mouth of the Kennebec River, is known for its pristine beauty. The area is home to wildlife refuge, Popham Beach, historic forts, and also an unknown creature. I'll tell you more in a sec. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, Granite Skies, is now available for purchase. You can get that at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine, or you can get a signed copy from my online store, While Supplies Last. Everything can be found at allmylinks.com slash or just see the links in the show notes. Alright, let's talk about the basic. Basin Screecher of Maine. What is the Basin Screecher, and why does it seem to protect this land with its life? You know, we used to congregate in the basin for just, doesn't matter. However, um, we could be having a fire, you know, somewhere there deep in the woods, and out of nowhere, we would hear a screech like, like nobody ever heard. It was throaty it was loud it was it put chills in your bones Um, it was scary I mean we were teenagers it was it was definitely scary and so we but we had always known the myth behind the whole screecher in the basin so we just always assumed it was that eyewitness accounts report hearing the screecher's infamous scream, a high-pitched screech that our experts have recreated using their advanced techniques and knowledge. Some other locals attest to the screecher being not a bird, but rather the ghost of a little girl. I have friends that have been in there and supposedly heard screaming and been you know, run off by this creature in there and the story was that a long time ago a girl was brought into the basin and killed and and she screamed so loud but no one at the time could hear her but now you can still hear her screams. By the 1800s, Phippsburg was incorporated and owned by Massachusetts. Some local areas of note Fort Popham was built during the Civil War, and Fort Baldwin was built in the early 1900s. Interestingly, in 1971, the discovery of three runestones in Spirit Pond were found. The three stones were found by Walter J. Elliott Jr., a carpenter from Bath, Maine. The runestones are now in the possession of the Maine State Museum in Augusta, Maine. The rune stones, however, are widely considered a hoax by academics. The first to study the stones scientifically was Harvard University professor Einar Hagen. In 1974, after transcribing the stones, he found the individual runes to be inconsistent with 11th century Old Norse, and that the text contains only a few Norse words, and the rest were gibberish. He concluded that the inscriptions were most likely created after 1932. Amateur researchers have been a bit more sympathetic to the discovery. Suzanne Carlson of NERA, a group of enthusiasts who believe there was a widespread Viking presence in North America, suggests a mid-14th century date for the inscriptions. Another amateur and rune enthusiast Richard Nielsen claims a precise date of 1401. Besides the runestones, there's another reported anomaly haunting the basin of Fitzburg. This one is in the form of a bipedal creature with wings, and a terrifying scream. As the name suggests, more people have heard it than have seen it with their eyes. The few who have seen it describe a creature half man and half bird. To me, that sounds a lot like another well-known cryptid. The Mothman is a cryptozoological creature that is thought to have made its first appearance in 1966. Witnesses have described the creature to be man-like in stature, often seen walking on its two hind legs. The Mothman is spotted primarily at night. One local resident stated, I've grown up here had an encounter and have been around hundreds of people that have had encounters. The screecher is a creature of unknown origin or species and gets its name from the high-pitched shrill sounds of which it tends to create whenever it's around people. It's characterized by these screams and its strange appearance. My brother has seen it near West Bath, but has little to no description other than a strange animal. The scream can grab the attention of anything. All animals will flee. Birds, raccoons, anything. We've never found too many tracks, but this is just one of the many strange things in Maine. Heed my warning. You head north. You head to danger. Another witness scoffed at skeptics with the idea that the sounds are from local wildlife. They stated, quote, I've heard foxes before. This wasn't them. But it's the stories told by a man named Mike Dauphin that really put the dangers of this creature into perspective. He told author Kathy McManus about a former police chief named Bob and his encounter with this creature. She wrote, quote, Bob was chasing what appeared to be a naked old man. The creature was oddly hunched, but ran so fast he was barely able to keep up. The chase led to the village graveyard. He yelled, stop or I'll shoot, stop now or I'll shoot. The creature kept running and Bob emptied his gun clip into it. It merely turned and made its horrible shrieking noise, which made Bob flinch and duck away. When he looked back up, it was gone. Bob never saw it again. Mike Dauphin also told McManus a story about Bob's grandson. She wrote quote, many years later, Bob's grandson Nick was driving in the basin with a friend. Nick and his buddy were smoking and cruising around. Nick then fumbled his cigarette. He looked down to retrieve it. His friend yelled, dude, look out. Nick looked up and saw a naked old man standing in front of him. The boys freaked out and whipped the car around. They looked back to see if the creature was chasing them. But it was gone. Nick's mother had seen the creature also. One night when she was driving home, she saw it at Center Pond. It was crouching on the rock cliffs and she thought it was some old man trying to kill himself. It then let out its terrible cry and jumped off the cliff. It then glided down into the water. Nick's mother doesn't talk about this creature anymore and refuses to go down that road at night. While all these encounters are chilling in their own right, the following story is one of those rare instances when an unknown creature is said to have attacked and harmed the witnesses. The story is about two teenage girls named Charlotte and Kim. They were visiting the Phippsburg area with their families for the summer and had met some local boys who had invited them to a bonfire party down in the basin. McManus wrote, quote, They made it to the basin without a problem. However, it was so dark in the woods that one dirt road looked like the other. The girls got lost. Suddenly, Charlotte saw something flash by the front of her car. She swerved and ended up stuck in the soft, muddy shoulder of the road. They had no choice but to continue on foot. Charlotte started to get scared as they walked. She felt like something was watching them from behind the trees and just knew they were being followed. Kim, being the older of the two, felt responsible for Charlotte and began yelling out into the woods, thinking the boys were just trying to scare them. No one came out of the woods, and after a long moment, they heard the screech. It was so loud and so close, both girls instinctively covered their ears. After freezing for a moment in fear, something swooped down from the trees and passed over their heads. As it flew over them, it screeched once again. The girls screamed and ran back towards their car. The boys and other friends at the bonfire heard the shriek as well. Some left it off, others grabbed flashlights and searched the surrounding area. When they all heard a second shriek, followed by the screams from the girls, they knew something bad was going on. Some of the boys looked and looked, but nothing was found. It wasn't until morning, when the girls were reported missing, that a proper search began. The police discovered the car, then the girls. Parts of them, anyways. There was not much left. They had been torn to shreds. Parts of their flesh were scattered about the trees. Mike Dauphin said that their heads were never found. He also said that old Police Chief Bob was in charge of this case and that he and other searchers agreed to keep the case quiet as to not start a panic. Bob was never able to solve the case and those close to him say that it haunted him for the rest of his life. After his own encounter with the creature, he was convinced that it had killed Charlotte and Kim. McManus did some digging around and actually spoke with the Sagadahawk Sheriff's Office about the story. They informed her that their records did not go back that far. She also spoke with the town office no one had heard of the murders. She then researched some more at the Patent Free Library, but was unable to find any information regarding two missing teenage girls. Perhaps Police Chief Bob was able to keep the story quiet after all, or maybe none of it ever happened. Regardless, if you ever hear that screech, it might be best to play it safe. Thanks so much for listening. I'm No Marsh Levick. Now this one me the case you know, of the alimony angel on the devil land. You know the record move in shocker. It was a new car player. Don't the case. Step up my own. Hear this. I know this is the girl. Her name is Mattie. Her beauty's like a bunch of roses. If I ever tell you about Mattie, you would have said I don't know what I know. But murder she wrote. For real, for real. Murder she. Murder She-Ra up your know your name? A face bad character In the kind of living town Old Chaka, Flumby put the face on bad character In the kind of living town Who Chaka said that you're pretty You feel sick, but character dirty you know so happy.